Hello everybody, this is Eddie, back again with another pod. Today we're going to be breaking down the Kings and the Dallas Mavericks games. Uh, Kings 111, Mavs 130. Uh, there's a lot of great things to talk about today. I just wanted to go over a couple of different things to start off. Um, so going into the game, the Kings are 6 out of their last 9, so they've been on a roll. They've been playing really well. Um, and then today, uh, we also get Luka back for the first time, so... Uh, it's been a while since Luca and KP have been together, but uh, Luca's finally back. Um, we also had um, Michael uh, Kid Gilchrist coming in for the first time uh, into Dallas. He played, um, I think he was practicing on Tuesday, is what they were saying, but he didn't uh, actually play tonight. He was uh, late scratch. Uh, we just get Luca back today. Uh, so we'll probably see him maybe next game. So that was another great pickup that we uh, had over the past couple of days. Uh, we had to let Ryan Brokoff go. I was um, really hurt about that one. Ryan was an awesome player, super classy guy. Um, and he's been with us since last year. He's a knockdown three-point shooter, one of the best ones that we had on our team. But um, the Mavericks are, were really desperately needing somebody that could actually defend um, especially when we come up against teams like the Clippers, um, where we need two wings that can actually defend, uh, you know, Kawhi and Paul George. We got Dorian already, and, you know, he can take one of them, but he can't do the job by himself. He needs somebody who can also be there to help out. So um, Gilchrist will be a great pickup for us. It's going to take him a little bit to get into his role. Um, Willie Cauley-Stein hasn't really even figured out his role, and he's seven games in. Uh, tonight he only played three minutes. Um, I think this was his eighth game, actually. But he hasn't really figured out his role yet. That's okay. He's got time. Um, and then uh, Gilchrist, he'll get some time, too. Uh, it's just going to take a while before we see the, some actual results once he gets familiar with the offense and, um, you know, what we really want him to do within that role that he has. Um, I was uh, listening to a couple of different um, videos uh, talking about his form. Uh, especially when it comes to the three-point and the free throw. Two totally different forms, it sounds like. Um, I actually haven't seen Gilchrist play uh, in a really long time, it seems like, because I think this year even he hasn't really been getting that many minutes, at least not consistently. They've been playing more of their younger guys. So they ended up waving him. We picked him up. Hell, it broke off go. Uh, so that's one of the major signings that we had. We didn't really do anything uh, for the tread, uh, trade deadline, um, but we ended up picking up this guy here after he got waived. Now, um, so going into the first quarter, uh, Luca was just, he was being Luca again. Seven, seven games out, he comes back in. Uh, we get the starting lineup of Luca, Brunson, KP, Dorian, and then uh, Tim Hardaway um, as our starters there. Now, when Luca came in, it was uh, it was clear that he was ready to get back on the court and ball out, because uh, I think he had, I think in the first quarter alone, he was like nine, nine, five, and three or something like that. So he was already off to a hot start. Um, at the half, uh, Luca ended up being, uh, let's see, Luca ended up having at the half. So at halftime, he was. 17, 8, and 5, and 
so he was already off to a good start there and then he actually ended up finishing with a very easy 33 12 and 8 and didn't even finish out the whole fourth quarter uh, i'm sure if he would have he would have got that 30 point triple double once again but i mean it's crazy first game back uh the kids already he's already there where he was before he left uh and he shot really efficient too 10 of 18 for 55 so he didn't even take a whole 20 shots uh, which is another thing that I wanted to talk about today. The Mavs all contributed today in one way or another. Uh, everybody actually got a shot off pretty much that played. Uh, and everybody got a bucket at least. So it's good. Everybody shot pretty well as well. I mean, I'm looking down the uh, the field goal percentage. We, uh, we shot 56% from the field and let's see, 42.5% from three uh yeah i mean when when they're doing both of those things and shooting 81 percent from the free throw line the, the best offense in nba history is not going to lose a lot of games um but luke ended up finishing up with 33 12 and 8 and 31 minutes uh again he shot 10 out of 18 for 55 percent uh i think he missed uh like his first free throw and then one in between there and after that he ended up hitting the like nine in a row i believe so he finished off with 83%. That's another thing that I've been really looking at his game and kind of picking at a little bit is his inconsistency with his free throws uh, because I think he, he really has 90% potential in there. At some point in his career, he's just really got to get it figured out. Um, as far as the three-point line, uh, he was really just getting back into it. He had some really nice step backs where he just kind of um, danced right in the defender's play, uh, face and um you know went back for a step back and um you know it was all net of course uh Luca's just doing his magical stuff three of seven from the three and then shooting 43 percent from the uh from the three-point line um and then finished off with the uh one um one offensive rebound and then 11 uh defensive rebounds so uh the balls were just coming to him basically it seemed like uh, the other person I really wanted to give it a shout-out to was KP. Going into this game, I was talking to some friends about this. Um, KP and Luca have not really not really been there together, it seemed like. Um, and I think it, for KP, this was really a, like a blessing in disguise for Luca to be out for so long, those seven games. Uh, the team did go 500, which is good. They kind of they stayed all right. They held in there a little bit and got some wins that they absolutely needed to win while Luca was out. But uh, the thing that I was really looking um, into today's game going in was to see if KP could continue to be what he was doing while Luca was gone because he was shooting really efficient, really well. I think every single one of his games where he popped off for over 20 or 30, he was well under uh, 20 sh shots on those ones. So uh, tonight, 32 minutes. Uh, 27 points, 13 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 blocks, and once again under 12 or under 20 uh, field goal attempts. He shot 11 of 16 for 68%. Um, and Sacramento just really didn't have anybody that could guard him, him being 73. Uh, whether it was Harrison Barnes um, or <laughs> sometimes he even had De'Aaron Fox on him. Uh, or um, I think he also had... Uh, uh, Corey Joseph on him uh, at one point. Uh, 
uh, yeah, there was just nothing they could do. There wasn't even a point of them jumping because he, he just basically stood there and just threw it up and then just it went swish. So, um, yeah, really efficient. Uh, you could tell that he was just a whole different animal out there. He was being aggressive. He had this dunk in the third quarter that it was just like, wow, KP is here. Um, <laughs> and he's he's making his, uh, his uh, presence known. Um, shot three of four from the free throw line for 75% and two of five for 40% from the three-point line and uh, only one turnover. So uh, great game by KP. Usually... Uh, it seemed like in the beginning of the season, KP would get down into the block. He'd try to back down a smaller guard, and he'd get stripped, and, you know, there'd be a turnover. But this time, only one turnover. Uh, I actually remember it. He just kind of lost a handle on it as he was dribbling inside the paint. Uh, but that's okay. Nothing that I saw that was too worry uh, worrisome about his game tonight. He was pretty much flawless. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to get to was the the role players, because... Uh, of course, Dorian had a great game defensively, had a great block in there as well. Uh, but Tim Hardaway Jr., uh, 33 minutes, 19 points, three rebounds, six assists, one steal, and shot seven of 14, uh, for 50%, and, uh, five of 11 for three. I didn't realize he shot so many threes tonight, but, I mean, he was knocking them down, so, uh, when he's shooting, when he's shooting 45% from three, go for it, you know? Uh, but those 19 points, those were huge. And then the other person I wanted to get to was the other uh, guard, Seth Curry. Man, Seth had a great game also. Um, 18 points, 3 rebounds, 6 uh, assists in 34 minutes. And shot 7 of 10 for, for uh, 70%. And 1 of 1 for uh, the free throw line. So 100% there. And knocked down all 3 of his 3s. So 100% there. Uh, Seth recently became the, um, highest field goal, or, I'm sorry, not field goal, highest three-point, uh, percentage shooter in the league, passing, uh, uh, Steph Curry. So, now we got the best three-point shooter in the league on our team right now. Obviously, Steph has way more attempts and everything and more made threes, but let's not talk about that. Let's talk about the percentage. It's there. Uh, Seth has been on a tear, I think. Going into tonight, he was shooting like 54% from three for like the past seven games or something. Something crazy like that. I mean, the dude can't miss at this point. Uh, one of the plays that I did want to highlight, like I uh, talked about with KP, was that dunk. Uh, Seth had this beautiful pass where he, uh, DeLon is driving in to the paint, kicks out to the left corner to Seth. Seth pump fakes, drives in. Uh, and makes this insane, uh, basically, kind of like a like a hook um, pass, but underneath the defender. And it goes straight to Tim Hardaway Jr. at the other corner, and it's just a knockdown three. And it was just, it was one of those plays where you look at it, and you see that this team has really ga- great uh, chemistry. And um, it's just great to see these guys uh, move the ball the way that they do. It just looks so effortless sometimes. Um, that's another thing. And then Luca, Luca had this wild circus plat, uh, play in the, um, in the first quarter where, where he basically had his, uh, arm hooked by one of the defenders and lost it as he was going in the air. As he's coming down from the air, he basically palms it and just throws it up and gets the and one. It was, 
uh, another crazy play. But um, the biggest point to take away from all of this for me is that the Mavericks, they're a really good team when they can get this kind of stuff going. It doesn't happen very often, as I mentioned. Usually it's Luka having a great game and KP having an all right game, just kind of hanging in there. Uh, or KP having a good game, uh, or an okay game, I should say, while Luka's having an okay game as well. But it's never been like Luka and KP are both having uh, awesome games. I mean, at one point, I remember they were 23 points, 24 points, uh, 10 rebounds, 11 rebounds. I mean, they were neck and neck with each other over who was going to be the best the best player of the night. Um, and that was really cool to see. Uh, going into the fourth quarter, I wanted to talk about this as well. Luka and KP combined had 50 points, 22 rebounds, and 10 assists. I mean, when you're getting those kinds of numbers out of your best two players, and then on top of that, you have Tim Hardaway Jr. shooting efficient and Seth Curry basically still being perfect like the other night, uh, you're not going to beat this team. Like, we didn't even need Jalen Brunson to step up. Maxi didn't need to step up. Uh, DeLon had an uh, okay game as well. Uh, he was actually pretty good. 6-4-4, uh, and four, uh, so he was moving the ball pretty well. Only had two shots, though. But uh, my point is that we don't need all these guys to be scoring a bunch of points when we have our four best shooters uh, just doing what they do. And it's, it's knocking down shots. These guys can do it. Best offense in NBA history. Um, so that's one of the things that I really wanted to take away from all this. Going into the playoffs and uh, uh, everything, as I mentioned in the last pod, we definitely don't want to be faced up against the... Uh, the Clippers, uh, because they are currently the second seed, and yeah, we just can't be the seventh seed. But uh, right now, we are comfortably moving into the sixth seed after passing the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, and now we are just behind the Houston Rockets. So we're still uh, working on a few things, um, but it seems like everything's going to be all right heading into the All Star break here this weekend. Uh, it's going to be really great to see Luka now that he's back, and it seems to be like he never really missed a beat. Uh, he's looking healthy and everything. He wasn't moving weird. Uh, I didn't notice anything with his ankle or anything weird like that. Uh, so the Mavericks improved to 15 and 14 at home, which is great to be above 500 again because they should be a great team, um, you know, at home. But uh, I was looking through Twitter uh, this morning, and I saw Nick's uh, post, and I retweeted it as well. Uh, one of the things that I really wanted to talk about also was the fact that uh, the Mavericks, after playing um, without Luka and everything, it seems like this team is actually, even though they're 14-14 and 14 at home, this team isn't doing that bad. Uh, out of their 14 losses, I think there was uh, nine of them that were above 500 teams. And those teams, uh, I mean, they, they just, it was tough for us. Uh, all clutch games, 10 out of the 14 were clutch games. Uh, so that means within five minutes, we were within a few points, basically. Uh, we had a few games, basically, where also we had Luka out. Um, and then KP out, there was a total of seven. So out of the seven, uh, I'm sorry, out of the 14, seven, we were without one of our stars. And even in one of those games, we were without Tim Hardaway Jr. and Curry. Um, 
so I mean, this team is, it's, it's okay to uh, panic a little bit. I get it why people are with, uh, you know, our home record right now, but uh, this team can really do a lot when, uh, you know, we're all together and healthy. And it really showed tonight after seeing uh, Luca, KP, Tim, and Seth all just do what they do. And it was a, it was a special night for me personally. I would say that's probably the best game that they've all had together as a unit. Uh, as I mentioned, usually it's either one or the other between Luca or KP having a great game. Or, uh, you know, it's somebody else stepping into the role when uh, Luca or KP are out. And it's Tim Hardaway having one good game and Seth is having an alright game. Or uh, Seth is having a great game and uh, Tim Hardaway can't knock down a shot. But when all four of these guys are, are firing on all cylinders, this team is just... It's too too tough to beat. Um, and it's fun right now because they're so young. I have so much to work on. You can see some of the chemistry with the ball movement. It's starting to, uh, you know, really be there. Um, but definitely still a lot to learn. This is a whole new team. I mean, you look at last year's team, and it, it's just not the same. The ball movement's so much better. The communication's so much better. The defense is better. Uh, I looked at this um, thing that they showed uh, during the broadcast, and they were comparing the first half improvements uh, before the All-Star break last year compared to this year. Last year, the record was 26 and 31. This year, they're at 32 and 22. Uh, so much better record overall there. Uh, as far as their points last season, they were at 108 points per game. Uh, this year, 116.2. Uh, the three-point percentage uh, wasn't too far off, but it did take a bump up this year. Uh, so last season, it was 34 and this year we are at 37. So that's been an increase as well. The offensive rating last year was at 108. This year we're at 116. The uh, the best offense in NBA history uh, rating. Including the uh, Golden State Warriors. Uh, the LeBron Miami Heat. Uh, all that stuff. Um, so the Mavericks are a much better team from last year. Um, and now that Luka has all this help. it's uh, It's opening up things for him especially in the paint because he can really just do whatever he wants in there. It seems like every game he basically has an and one where it's uh, some crazy shot that he's thrown up and somehow it just ends up falling right into the basket. So um, that's kind of a little bit of what I wanted to talk about today. Um, yeah, just just a great game overall, great team win. Uh, it'll be great to see what Luca can do uh, during the All-Star break. Um It'll be really fun to see him play with LeBron. Obviously, that's his idol. Uh, and Kawhi and Russell Westbrook and Harden and, uh, you know, everybody else there. It's just uh, it's going to be a really great game, I'm sure. And uh, I l really want to see what the uh, the new rules look like. I guess they're going to be doing the first quarter, uh, playing it out that way, and then resetting it to zero, and then playing the second quarter, and then running up the score as high as they can, and then uh, going back setting it back to zero it'll be a really interesting thing to see but um i think it'll be really fun to watch uh luca play uh during the all-star break with all those stars uh so luca after um you know starting that game he is going to become the sixth youngest player in nba history behind kobe bryant at number one lebron james magic johnson isaiah thomas and shaquille o'neal and then luca uh, 
So crazy. Uh, Shaq only actually beats him by three days, so he would have been, uh, if the all-star break was a little bit sooner, he would have been, um, you know, ahead of that. But it's all right. Luca's doing crazy things right now, uh, things that we've never seen before. I mean, in 24 minutes, in 24 minutes, he was, as I mentioned, 23, 11, and 7. I mean, it's just too easy. That's just two quarters, basically. And that's after missing seven games. So, um, yeah, not a lot to say about Luca. Dude's just, he just is what he is. But uh, I'm going to check out now. Uh, I'll probably come back next game after the All-Star break. I might do a pod during the All-Star break and talk a little bit about Luca's game, but I don't think it'll be that long. Uh, we'll see how he plays and if there's anything really to talk about then. But other than that, that's pretty much it, guys. Thanks.